Good morning. Good morning. I am Olivia, and this is Express Yourself with Olivia on Telegram. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening on this beautiful, beautiful morning. This day that you, you have another opportunity to live, to be, to do, to feel, and just see and taste the goodness of the Lord. So good morning to you on this wonderful, wonderful day. We all have scars written on the tables of our hearts by what has happened to us, by what we've seen, what we've heard, what has been said to us, and what have what has been done to us, all of us, we carry those scars. And every single day, we have to battle them. Sometimes we don't know how. We don't have the strength, the knowledge, or even the tools to fight this immense pain of what we are carrying. So what do you do? You lash out, you withdraw, you build walls around you because it's easier. It is easier, but the consequences are so much worse because instead of letting people know about our pain, we hide behind anger, bitterness, frustration, resentment, guilt. And each one of these emotions become, becomes a wall that we build brick by brick against the world, against anyone or anything that we think might us. But what we are doing is living in darkness, living in fear, because ultimately fear is at the heart of ugliness. It's easier to say I am angry than I am afraid. It's easier to say you did me wrong than it is to say that you have hurt me. It's easier to show aggression and anger than it is to show vulnerability. Sexual abuse is one of the things that destroys, it kills, and anyone who has been sexually abused for the rest of your life, you'd have to fight the ghost of that abuse. It never goes away. It, it never ends. The memories infringe and creeps up on you unexpectedly 
unannounced and brutally. You don't survive it. And matter what the terms are, you know, when you look at legal terms, they are so, they call it penetration, they call it sexual abuse, if I'm right. But the law focuses on technicalities. The law debates about the right words. What the law does not deal with is the impact it has on your life, boy or girl, because the assumption is that it's only girls, boys, just as much. When a child is or has been sexually abused, it changes the entire trajectory of that child's life until they learn how to defend and protect these themselves. Before then, that child will use aggression, will be precocious, will be angry, will be a problem child. And here's the thing, here's the thing. It's easy to blame a child for his or her behavior. But children can only take what they see and experience. They can only enact on what has happened to them. They can only react on what, on how they see the adults around them react. One of the worst things that happens when a child has been abused is not being believed. Because how could it? How can you say something about that uncle or that auntie? Because women are, can be abusers as well. How can you say that? What we are teaching children when we deny their truths, we are teaching them to lie about their feelings, to lie about who they are, to lie about the very essence of their being. Because who do you trust? When as a child, you have been taught, not directly or intentionally, but you have been taught to lie for you to survive. How do you then find the truth as an adult? If your foundation has been built on lies, on hurts, rejection, and distrust, how do you then learn to trust as an adult. When a child has been abused, it shatters all illusions that child has. You get confused 
because what is true and what is not? You get scared because when you tried to tell the truth, you were vilified, you were ostracized, you were criticized, and you were labeled as a problem child. You were labeled as a liar. You were labeled as a precocious child. You were being told, I don't know what is wrong with this child. And what is the problem? The child has told the truth. In many cases, it is a pain that you walk with almost your entire life. How do you utter that your heart is bleeding? How do you utter that my soul is dying? How do you say that I don't think I deserve happiness? How do you express that I am unworthy because I caused damage? I must have done something to have deserved this. So if I did this bad, evil thing, then it means that I am evil, I am bad, and I am to be blamed. Because that's another thing a child gets taught or has been sexually abused, is to blame someone else. Because the adults blamed that child for what happened. And then she saw, or he saw, it's easier to blame other people instead of saying this is my role. A child who has been abused won't know what boundaries are because that child has been violated a very early age by someone he or she trusted. Your sense of trust is completely warped. It is distorted. There are no boundaries. There's no measure of who do you let in and who stay out. That's why they always, always end up in relationships that kills them and it reinforces the belief that they have about themselves. There's always the question, but why didn't you say anything? Like I've said, how do you as a child find the words to express the immense pain that you are in? How do you have the frame of reference to say, my life has been destroyed. My trust has been broken. I am a liar because this could not happen. Is this even real? Maybe I was imagining it. 
it's not the stranger who abuses. It's not the stranger who violates. It's not the stranger who destroys the trust. It's the person the child knows and trusts. It's the person the child knows and trusts. We teach our children, be careful of strangers. We must teach our children to trust their death. We must believe when your child tells you, I feel uncomfortable. I don't like that uncle so much. I don't like that auntie so much. Believe them. Because what do we do? And you even see this pattern, the way adults treat each other. When it's a prominent person in society, or it's a favorite person in the family, or it's a good, decent person, and from an adult to a child says, I do not feel comfortable with this person. What do we do? We say, are you mad? Are you crazy? They're such a nice person. What is wrong with you? You see? When you tell your child that something is wrong with him or her for trusting their guts, you are teaching your child to doubt all their decisions for the rest of their lives. Confidence, confidence doesn't come from what you know and what you can do. Confidence comes from having the ability to trust your gut, to trust your instincts, to know your truth. And if that is taken away, you end up confused, lost, uncertain, no confidence, and low self-esteem. And it starts with little seeds that are planted. It's just like Satan. Satan doesn't announce and say, hello, yeah, I am. I'm the devil who have come to destroy and take. No, Satan doesn't come like that. He always comes through a crack or a back door. And once you let him in, he will overstay his welcome. The same, we as parents, let Satan into the lives of our children. We invite the devil in because we don't know the impact of our words, our thoughts, our emotions of what it has on our children if we don't deal with the issues that we had. A child who has been sexually abused, their whole premise, their whole premise is fear. Fear of being hurt, fear of being rejected, fear of being alone, fear of being betrayed, it's just fear. 
It's a fear that does not leave until you admit and you deal with it. How do you deal with that pain, with that fear? How do you deal with it? It might sound unrealistic what I'm about to say, but love is the ultimate healing power. It's not far-fetched far or fancy or the love stuff of the movies. I'm talking about real, real love. Love that comes in the form of a person who brings light into your life when you least expect it. A person with his or her love who shines a light on all the darkness that you have been carrying. A person who loves you regardless of all your baggage, of all your confusion, of all your lostness, no matter how you push back of not wanting this love. That is what heals you. That's another thing. When you have been abused, you can't accept love. You don't know what it is. Because your introduction to love was years ago when you were sexually abused. It was by someone you loved. And the love, that first in, the first relationships as a child, all the people that you trust around you, all the people in your circle are the ones you love. All of them. Family or not family. All of them. So when that trust has been violated, it confuses you so much. You don't know what love is. You don't know how to trust. You don't know how to create your safe space because your safe space has been violated in such a bad way that it left you broken and vulnerable. So when love comes, real love, true love, pure, beautiful, simple love, your first response is to create drama. Because that is how you survived. Remember the drama? When you tried to say this is happening to me? So that drama becomes the pattern of your life. You create drama because you want to push this person away. You want to show how ugly and twisted and confused you are. You want to test, will you stay when you know that deep down, actually, I'm this evil, bad person who causes awful things to happen. That's your narrative. That is your inner language when you have been sexually abused. You think secretly that you are an evil person. Bad things happen when you are around. You are a curse to people's lives. Because 
you caused this huge scene and trouble as a child and you were blamed for the abuse you were blamed for the wreckage you were blamed for speaking up so clearly there must be something wrong with you do you see now the damage the pain that caused by the reaction and the response of adults when a child tries and shares the emotions and the experiences with them. So you carry that trauma even as an adult. So when love comes, first of all, you don't recognize it. It seems too good to be true. What if she leaves? What if he leaves? What if he breaks my heart? What if he breaks my heart? What if she breaks my heart? I can't survive this pain. You actually convince yourself I've been fine all along. You lie. You have not been fine all along. You were lost, broken, in the dark, angry and bitter. That's not being fine. But you know what is the beauty? As surely as God is alive, he will not let you die with a broken heart. Love is the most powerful force. It is persistent. It is consistent. It is consuming. It's powerful. It's deliberate. It's intentional. All those things that we are looking for outside is the love of God within you. Love that is anchored in your heart is the love that calls to another heart and the language of heart the language of the heart the language of love it needs no words it covers distance space and time it covers distance space in and time in search of the love and the heart the real true heart who will answer the call of one specific heart love is the force that searches for everything that you cannot utter or speak or want to acknowledge or admit a heart that cries out in pain, not because it's angry and bitter, but because it's broken and it needs healing. The call will be answered. A heart will not accept death without experiencing the call of another heart or the answer of another heart to that specific call. God is not unjust. He isn't cruel. And he is so true to his word. You were created in love. And you were made for love. The very essence of you is love. When you were in your mother's womb, 
you were knitted, formed and created in love from the smallest particle to who you are today. That love has never left you. It has never died. You just stopped believing in it. You just stopped trusting it. It has always, always been there. So that's why when that heart, when your heart meets up with another heart who speaks the same language, who's on the same frequency, who offers you the love that you have been searching for, the very same love you thought you didn't deserve, the love you thought you will never get, the love that you have been longing for, aching for, yearning for, the love that fills all the empty spaces in the hearts, not because you believe that someone will save you, but because you believe that you can answer the call with passion, conviction, with power, and with love. Those are all the things of what love is. So when you have been abused and you find love, first of all, it's hard to accept it because it is so beautiful, so powerful. It washes away the pain. And that is when the healing begins. Healing begins when you find love. Don't search for all the other things. Just search for love. And in fact, let me correct that. You don't have to search for love. Love is powerful enough to find you. Love is wise and ancient enough to find you. It's a force that has existed long before the existence of time. It has a wisdom that surpasses the knowledge and understanding of human beings. Love is the light, the force, the power, the energy. It feeds you. And when love starts feeding you, first thing, it will reveal the lies. Love cannot operate where there, is lie, where there are lies. The foundation of love is truth. You have to look and see who you are, what you have become. Because of love, there's no shame anymore. Because a sexually abused person carries a huge amount of shame. Shame follows you everywhere you go. It stops you from doing things because shame will tell you. If you try to do this, people will know who you are. They will know what you've done. They will know how bad you are. These are the whispers of shame. But when love comes, it drives 
all of that out. But do you think shame and anger and all the ugliness, do you think it will just politely say, thank you for letting us stay. Now it's time for us to go. We see that you have found love. No, <laughs> it doesn't happen that way. It will be a fight because you want to hold on to your pain, the shame, the guilt, the anger, because that was your identity. That was who you thought you were. That is what you used to survive. And now, Love has the audacity to come and tell you everything that you believed was wrong. It is one of the most difficult and devastating things to accept. Love needs your courage. It demands your courage. It demands your attention. It shines the light so brightly on all the lies and the ugliness that you have been carrying for so long. And love says, I am here to stay. I'm not going anywhere. And it says, bring on the battle because this heart is mine. This life is mine. And from this moment onwards, I am taking control. Who's controlling you right now, this moment? If it's anger, bitterness, guilt, hurt, fear, you are not driven by love. And listen, love is not for sissies. In fact, once you understand what love is, you become a lioness. You become a lion. Not for the wrong reasons, for the reasons you become a lion for your dreams for what is right for what you believe in you get a voice of courage you thought you never possessed that is what love does love empowers you and all that fear that shame that anger it gets driven out Biki by biki. It's not an overnight process. You need so much love and patience from the person who comes into your life with that healing, loving power. Because you are so confused and lost. Actually, you are messed up, man. And to undo the mess, to untangle all those twists and knots and confusion, to untangle all of that. Remember, it takes time. It is the buildup of years of pain. It's day by day. The crust has to be removed. You know, for a wound, before you dress a wound, it has to be cleaned. Have you seen how painful it is to clean a deep, deep wound? Have you heard people screaming, some passing out when a wound has to be cleaned? That is what happens to you spiritually. 
when all the dirt that we have been carrying inside, when love comes and remove it. You are worthy. You deserve all the love. Don't buy into the lie of that you must do something. You don't earn love. It's freely given. God is the foundation and the basis of love. What is the cry of your heart right now? Who told you that you can't have good things? Who told you that you cannot have love? Who told you that love is only for certain people? Those are the lies. Don't pay attention to it. Pay attention to the calling of your heart. Pay attention to what you feel deep inside. Pay attention to the emptiness, to the sense of loss. Pay attention to that. And let love come and feed it and heal it. Open your heart. It's not as difficult as what you think it might be. Open your heart and, you know, love is already there. You don't have to let it in. It's there. What you need to do is bring it out. But love is stubborn. It's powerful. And it will not give up on you. Because love is God. There's only one love and it's God. And the... The way that he reminds us and shows his love to us is with the people that he brings into our lives. When you understand and embrace and believe and trust and rely on the love of God to guide you, you will see him even in strangers on the street. But first, you will look at your husband, your wife, your children, your partner through the eyes of love. And you will see how God intended it to be. Love is not complicated. Love isn't drama. It is the stream that calms. It is the calming force in your life that turns you into a person of reason, of sanity, of calmness. The person that when you come, people say now things are going to be okay because you are here. That's love. Love with him. It, love brings wisdom, understanding, insight. Love brings all those things, peace and hope and everything that you can't even put into words or everything that you're not even thinking of. That is what love brings. So if you suffered abuse in any form, if anything has happened to you, that you thought that has broken you so much that you thought 
you will never see your way out, that you thought that you will never survive, that maybe you were made to be unhappy. Today, I want to tell you, every moment of every day, God is standing still just for you. The big dreams that you have, it comes from him because he believes in you. He gave you those dreams because he knew that he gave you everything to make them come true. He gave you a heart so that you can feel the beauty and the power and the glory of his love when you find the person who answers the call of love from your heart. Be patient. Be patient. But tell and remind yourself how worthy, how wonderful, how exceptional, how blessed you are. You are God's favorite child. Believe it. Say it. Own it. You are God's favorite child. Say it with confidence. Say it loud. Say it with pride. Be proud that you are a child of God. To him, you're not broken. You're not lost. You're not dark. You're not all those other things that you have taken upon yourself. What he sees when you look at you is light, love, perfection, potential, power. That is what God sees. You will never be destroyed. No one is powerful enough to destroy you. No one is powerful enough to take anything from you that you are not prepared to give up. No one is powerful enough to dictate or determine your life, not your circumstances. No one has the power over your life. You answer to God and only God. And the answer to God is good, prosperity, success, abundance, love, faith, hope. That's how you answer. Let your life be beautiful. You can overcome. You have overcome. That is who you are, a conqueror made for love to be victorious in this life, in this world. That is who you are. I thank you. I am Olivia, and this is Express Yourself on Telegram. Thank you so much for everyone who has been listening this morning. I do appreciate it. And I hope that you have a wonderful, wonderful day. I thank you.